0: Hey guys, welcome to Surrender Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm going to be your host. We are going to talk about everything uh, in this new podcast that has to do with the church, and that's going to cons- and that'll be everything from the church in Reconciled with LGBT, to social justice, to youth issues that are coming up today, to Bible studies, to discipleship. Realistically, anything and anything you can think of, we're going to cover that. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you're free feel feel free to drop comments or um email me at surrender to Jesus at gmail dot com, which is linked in the description of the show. Um so I thought we would start off talking about kind of what I feel are is kind of a foundation in Christianity today and that's discipleship and that's really building relationships with people. Um, it's teaching them about Jesus and how to be, uh, and, and fellowship and being with people and encouraging them and doing all that fun stuff that we would normally do anyways. So what I'm thinking is we're going to start off with what my church has been doing. And I at the Croc Center and Salvation Army, um, is we've been working through this midweek program called the Infinitum Life Series. And Infinitum Life is a hard program to work through. It's asked tough personal questions that people don't usually like to answer um, or look or self-reflect about. Um, And it's really designed for small groups. But I think we can make this work as a larger group. Um, So what we're going to do for the next few weeks is we're going to talk about... Uh, what they call life postures, which are surrender, generosity, and mission, and kind of what those look like. And we're going to look at some scripture for those and and talk more about what that is. And then we're going to talk about them all together, and we'll answer some more harder questions as we go. The questions will get deeper. They'll get harder. They'll be more reflective. Um, they'll be uncomfortable, but that's a good thing. Uh, so this week, we are looking at surrender, and surrender is... I think probably one of the hardest things that we do as Christians um, or people in general, right? So I'm going to read this open, the first part of this prayer, and there are emotions that go with them. So surrender his hands up in the air. And it says, and this is how the prayer goes. It says, I choose to hold my hand up as a symbol of surrender. My life is not about me. I surrender to your Lordship. I surrendered my preferences, prejudices, and positions to you. I surrender my fears, finances, friends, and family to you. And there's a lot that goes on in that that first part of this prayer, right? First is, my life is not about me. Jesus tells us in Matthew 16, 24, that if we're to follow him, we need to pick up our cross and deny ourselves. Right there, our life is not about us. Our life is about Jesus. Paul tells us in Romans 6, 1, that we should not continue to sin just to increase our grace, right? Just to increase, right? We're supposed to deny that part of ourselves, which is not as easy. We're surrendering those things to him, like fear and anger and and uncertainty and our, our, uncom- our uncomfortableness or whatever it is. We surrender all that stuff to Jesus because only when we keep our eyes on him and we're willing to give that stuff up to him can we become better people. So in this process of surrendering stuff, we're gonna really look at today. We're gonna to look at Acts nine, one through nine or yeah, one through nineteen. And it's really Saul's journey on becoming Paul and meeting Jesus in Damascus. And this ties in really well because he's got to surrender his preferences, he's got to send a surrender position where he he holds a position as a Pharisee in Israel, and he's got a whole he's got to surrender his prejudices against the followers of Jesus because they're not following the law. Um, but through this thing, I want you to kind of write down four questions to think about while we're going through this, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about them, and I'll give you some of my personal. Um, how I would answer, or my personal answers to these questions. Um, The first one I kind of want you to write down, think about, keep in the back of your head is, is there tension between your personal goals, desires, and dreams and God's plan for you? And I think we can all, for the most part, and say yes, we have tension between a lot of things that we have personal goals and dreams for and what God wants us for us. And we'll see that when Paul when Paul and Ananias are talking, right? Uh, we are going to ask ourselves, the second question is, what has the pandemic, over this last year, Was the pandemic and those restrictions caused by the pandemic, what have they taught you about your need for control? And what have they taught you about being able to surrender, your, 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 your ability to surrender that need for control? Because over the last year, let's be honest, we've had to give up a lot of things that we would control And we've had to had to surrender that. And for me that's been a hard thing. Third question we're gonna look at is what have you been what where have you seen your community surrender to God's will and plans? What are things you've seen your community do that is definitely surrendering to God's will and plans? You know, for me and my community it's been seeing us find ways to help each other out, whether it's a food bank, whether it was uh, during the summer hosting a youth event so the kids could see each other, whether it was um, watching everybody in Grand Rapids, Michigan, come together after the riots and clean up the city, um, signs in the... In the um, Windows thinking people, telling people they love them, or we'll make it through this, or whatever it was. Those are all ways of surrender fear. Right? Those are signs of encouragement. It's a way to surrender our fear to God, which is amazing to see. And last, and this is a personal question, but is there any part of your life that is easy to surrender? Or even is there a part of your life that is hard to surrender? Is it really hard to surrender a certain part of your life? And what would it take to surrender that part of your life? And it's meant to be a hard question, and we're not meant to be able to get, and you may not be able to get through it right away, and that's okay. Right? So I am going to start by reading X if you want. Open up if you have it, or you don't, you're in your car. Listening to says you want to go back and read it now. I am actually reading from X 9, 1 through 19, and I read ESV because that's what I'm comfortable with doesn't really matter right um, so verse one is Paul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked him for the letters for letters to the synagogues at Damascus so that if he found found any belonging away men or women he might bring them bounded to Jerusalem and we're going to stop there this is only two verses but there's a lot to unpack there right so we can go back to that first question and, and even that first part of the prayer right your preferences, or your second part, where you're surrounding your preferences and prejudices. Think about this. Paul's a Pharisee. Paul is a strict follower of law. He believes the only way to be saved is to follow the law. The Jewish law that Jesus has already come for. He's already died on the cross. He's already been re- resurrected. He's already fulfilled. Christians, followers of Jesus at the time were they were persecuted because they didn't follow. They followed the teachings of Jesus and not necessarily the teachings of the Pharisee. So they would practice in homes and in secret. But he is breathing threats and murder. Once again, personal goals, personal desires, personal dreams, right? He had a goal to be a follower of the law. He, was, he, met, he, he had a desire to be as good as he could to the law and follow as close as he possibly could. But let's keep reading and see what happens. So now as he went on his way, he, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And failing, falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul. Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what to do. Then the men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. All right, so every time I read Scripture, I find something new. And it's amazing that every time you read the Bible, no matter how many times you read a certain book, a certain chapter, something new is always going to pop up because Scripture is breathing. It's alive. It's going to teach you something. And in here, I've read the story over the last three years, more times than I can count, and it amazes me. I've never caught that. he Paul says, and who are you, Lord? he knows that this is this is the lord this is jesus he knows this is god right he knows this is a powerful being with a light so bright that it blinded him and jesus tells him i'm jesus whom you're persecuting but jesus doesn't strike him dead jesus uses him later right paul becomes to be one of the greatest missionaries ever who travels the world and brings the gospel to the Gentile or the non-Jewish people across the known world at the time, right? And that's where surrendering our preferences is reflected. When we do that, we're we're showing that love that Jesus showed to Paul. And think about the men that were traveling with Paul. Think about those three those men that would have been traveling with him that probably were soldiers. they were probably there to help Paul rest and escort the people back to from Damascus back to Jerusalem to be put on trial and murdered or whatever it was that would have happened, right? Think about the tension that caused in their lives because now they're questioning. They're questioning, were they doing what God would want them to do? Or were they doing what they wanted to do and other men wanted them to do? Were they doing this to honor God? Or were they doing it to protect their position? And that's the real question here is, why do we do what we do? Are we doing it because it honors God or is it because we're protecting something? A personal goal, a desire, a prejudice, uh, our position... Why don't we want that other person? Is it because they're better at the job than us? Maybe. Or is it because that we don't like change and we want to keep ourselves where we're at? We don't want to give up that power. And I've had to learn to do this with a youth group. Starting it starting as a main youth pastor and not having a lot. I had to learn to give up certain powers, certain things, so I could help others grow. And that's the goal of the, the infinite process and in asking these questions. Because by giving this stuff up, we can, and, and teaching people how to do other things, we can help them grow. And we're increasing their spiritual gifts and their talents and the things they have that abound in them. So let's keep going, right? Because now we have this other guy coming in the story, Ananias. So we are going to pick this up in verse 10. It says, Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. He said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision. And a man named Ananias come in and lay hands on him, so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he is. He has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. So before we get into verse 15, 16, 17, 18, before we finish this up, let's look at, at that little bit, right? There's fear there. There's hesitation there. How many times have we felt that in our lives? Right? I work through it all the time. Right? Like, there's always hesitation. When God calls us to do something, and we're called to take that step, how many times have we hesitated instead of just taking that step? You know, for a long time, God pushed me towards, and it took him a long time to push me into youth ministry, and I hesitated and fought him and fought him and fought him. And when I finally took the step to do it, it was amazing. I love what I do. I'm happy in my position. I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm happy in my role. I'm happy I get to help kids deal with issues that I dealt with growing up. So they have somebody that's been there. They've had somebody that's walked through it. And, and, and Ananias here has to be able to surrender this fear has to be able to surrender hesitation he has to be willing to take that step because that's really what Jesus is telling us in Matthew 16 24 he tells us to take up our cross and deny ourselves we have to be willing if we are going to be followers of Christ to take the steps look at our look at our faults and be able to deny those faults and work on those faults because it's not simple just denial a lot of times it's it's a process let us continue here. so Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, "Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that I may so that you may regain your sight and he filled with the holy and filled be filled with the Holy Spirit. immediately something like scales from, fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. then he rose and was baptized. And taking food, he was strengthened. So Saul spent three days fasting and praying. I've never fasted or prayed for that long. I pray all the time. I've never fasted for that long. That's that's an extreme fast, right? Like, And people do that more than that. And that's a strength for them. For me, that's not, right? Like, I love food too much, and, I, and that's right. But let's look at Ananias here, right? So not only does Ananias surrender those fears and that hesitation, he actually does it. And because he does it, Saul becomes Paul, who comes up, goes on to be this amazing missionary who brings the gospel message to the Gentiles, to the people outside the Jewish culture. And because Paul was a Pharisee, because Paul was a Roman, because he was, he, he was educated he could go talk to many different peoples and do many, many different things, which is amazing to think about, right? Paul gave up his control and his position as a Pharisee to go spread the message. To listen to, what, to heed Jesus' calling, to do the thing he was called to do, Ananias surrendered his fear and did what he was asked to do. They both could have denied it, but they took that step, and that's part of surrendering our control. You know, when I started on my journey, I had a good job, well, not great, but it was good but I took the steps I needed when I was called to do it. And if you're willing to take those steps, God will open up the right doors for you at the right times, not before you're ready, but when you're ready. It's the same thing when we, when we do a prayer. Now all of our prayers are answered right away, but they're always answered in the right time. And if he doesn't answer a prayer, that's because we aren't meant to do that or have that. Right? Control is a hard thing to give up. And trusting, especially today, that somebody in God is going to have your back or he's going to lead you in the right path is a hard thing to do today because we're told the opposite. But Paul is an example, Ananias is an example. Of being able to take those steps and knowing that Jesus is going to take care of you. God will take care of you. God will, will keep you safe. And we've seen it in the communities with whatever, this summer, over this last year, we've seen communities come together and help each other out and support each other. The last question that I asked you guys was, is there any part of your life that is easy to surrender? I don't know if there's an easy part of my life to surrender. I know there's plenty of hearts, hearts to surrender. For me, surrendering anger has been really hard. But I've learned to do it. But I had to go see somebody to help me do it. For or surrendering fear, I had to see someone like I like I had to go see a counselor to help surrender these things, right? Just because We've accepted Christ doesn't mean everything becomes perfect and roses and shiny. Christ tells us we're gonna face trouble. We're gonna have hardships. And that's fine. As long as you can learn to trust him, and that's what surrendering is about, is learning to trust what God's gonna do in your lives. So next week, we're going to talk about generosity and what generosity looks like. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about tithing, because that's a hot topic. And it's one that it's tough and nobody likes to talk about. So I'm going to pray this out real quick. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, um, prayer requests, email me at to Jesus at podcast surrender to Jesus podcast at gmail.com it's linked in the description of the show Uh, so let me pray that real quick Father God thank you for the lessons we can learn thank you for having our our backs and, and holding us up when we surrender these things to you regardless of what it is anybody that's listening if there's something they need to surrender I just ask that you give them the strength to surrender it to you in your name amen